Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Uh, no, I know. I was, I was just going to say that. <laughs> you guys, you guys and, and me guys having house mm-hmm. guests for basically a week. My oh parents my God. were here for one full week. And you guys had a married couple with you. No, no, they're a- not married. <laughs> they're just friends. They're not together. Oh, they're friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just all friends. Yeah. No oh, my God. OK, well, then st- regardless, though, just you saying, you know, five days eating every meal with people who you've never spent this much time with. Not only do you learn about them, but also how they may have really devolved during a pandemic <laughs> and I don't quarantine. Even, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure it's actually the pandemic. It's like, you know, like Mary is amazing and I've spent lots of time with her in the oh, past. I'm not, like, I'm not ragging on her. Oh, no, I know you're not. But like John, who I love to death, I just honestly like in since I moved away from Omaha, like over 20 years ago, I've only seen in like two hours here, two hours there. <laughs> we, we've never just had like a five day slumber party with each other for, you know, and he's like a confirmed bachelor type, you know, oh, wow. so. So his habits are it. just different than my habits. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, so this is even crazier. No one has domesticated this man. No. And no, you, no, 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 no. Okay. Got it. You know, and I, right. I'm not applying this to my parents, but I would just <laughs> say there was a level of lethargy between all of us, even oh, yeah. though they were visiting. It's just like it was still so exhausting to do all the things we did because we haven't done anything in over you know a year and then to go on like a clip of seven straight days of entertainment eating drinking I'm just like I in the the past in the real world pre-covid like that is so exhausting it's like such a different thing to have to host for that long and I'm just like Oh, boy. Oh, but (laughs) we did spend the 4th of July together and we got we got we went hard. I would say we went a little hard in in the best way possible. I was going I was having the best time. Right. Me too. The best day. Truly was just like, (laughs) this is wonderful. My parents are happy. They're in floaties in your pool. I'm in a floaty. I was being really measured with my drinking. And then everybody's having like delicious conversations uh, with each other. And then I hear Andrea shots, tequila shots. (laughs) Well, it's my own home. (laughs) It's your own home. You're allowed to. And I was just like, you know what? I'm helpless in the face of peer pressure. Let's get in there, Brooke. (laughs) And then my 
my father and my boyfriend sparked up a J. And I was like, I don't want to miss out on an opportunity to smoke <laughs> weed with my father. And then my beautiful day turned into a case of violent spins. Yeah. And then on the way home, I put myself in the car and it made everyone else drive me home and then immediately grabbed a bag and started violently vomiting. But Sean was driving and didn't know. And he just goes, who's eating salami? <laughs> the Polish sausage came back up that we had. Welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host. I'm your recovering host, Andrea Wallace. <laughs> I am your two days sober into dry July, starting July 5th. Uh, Brooke Van Poplin. Ooh, ooh, and if you hear my stomach growling and churning in the background, that is our third cat, third, that is our third host of the podcast, uh, Andrea's stomach. Oh, the cherry on top. Let's talk about it. Let's get my guest there. leave yesterday. I took him to squirrel for breakfast. Of course I did. Oh, and why? Um, so you I could like have some squirrel. moldy uh, jam. How dare you, Andrea? After you know, all the I shit we home- talked. You talked shit. You I did. Mo- Moldy jam, fraudulent woman recipes. No, I don't approve of this, but okay. You wanted Uh, to take them. We went to squirrel. That fucking Um, dump. I went to, you know, I make jam and it molds too. The more I read into it, the more I'm not defending, but like I've made jam and like done all the things you're supposed to and you open it up and there was a little mold on it. And I read, you just, you can just scrape it off and it's okay i've heard from other sources i but i i don't have a business license to sell jam you are um, becoming an apologist but okay go on anywho's uh we went there and then last day took him around took him to do all the like the big bud press like the big show the big show you know all the things um and they're being dropped off at the airport and then I was like I have to say goodbye early I have to go to the dentist I had this crown that broke and then I basically got a small surgery on my mouth (laughs) where I know I have the best dentist who was basically like yeah whoever did this job did it wrong which happens a lot like I had a root canal, my crown broke. He was like, so the post they put the crown on was like way too long. So you've basically just been like biting and putting pressure on it since you got it. So of course it's going to crack and break. Meanwhile, like they left a gap in between. So I was like constantly getting food stuck. And they're like, so this gum's been irritated and inflamed forever. So now we have to like, and it's got a little baby bit of gingivitis, which I'm going to admit scares the shit out of me, um, that word. But they're just like, we're just going to numb you up and laser the flesh off and everything will be fine. <gasps> I know. Ew. He like got in there and then he he's like, and I'm going to sand this tooth down and this one over here and we're going to create this new area and it's going to seal everything up and your tissue's going to grow back. God, and God willing, you this little bit of bone loss you got. But that's what happened to me <gasps> yesterday where Her- I thought they were going to put like a take a I thought they were going to take a cast of my new crown. And yet um, I had and I, I told the doctor I was like, so like I just had a surgery and he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. And you did great. <laughs> and I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, well, I aim to please just like being at a restaurant and, you know, being in the industry and being like the best customer ever. I want to be the best patient in the world, too, because I want your approval. Ah. <laughs> uh... Well, guys, fresh out of surgery, <laughs> right? We right, are bringing guys. you guys what what I'm going to go ahead and call today's like a, a low calorie plate, you know, that you <laughs> see on the menu. Like this is a real Ooh. Michelob Ultra of a oh, show, a detox, if you will, a cleanse. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Oh, yes. So I didn't discuss with this with you in advance, but I because it falls on me because I have all the stuff and all the mailing uh-huh. Uh-huh. items, uh-huh. guys. We are running a contest. All right. I'm going to explain. Yeah, I love it. And it's a contest that just involves being the first and the fastest to rate and review our show. Okay. So here's the deal, right? We would love. Subscribing is a huge part of it. So anytime you can subscribe, it's really helpful to our show. But what we want to see are some ratings and some actual reviews that y'all write. When you do it, take a screenshot of it. And the first 10 people to screenshot the review and drop it into our Instagram DM, okay? I'm going to send you an established in 86 t-shirt. Whoa. Right? We got to clear some of these t-shirts. So for the first 10 to do that, you're going to win a T-shirt. And then for the next five after that, we're going to go up to 15. For, so for number 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 to do this, I'm going to send you a poster. Okay? Love it. That is a lot of opportunities to win merch, my friends. Um, I'm also going to please say let's do this in the U.S. only. It was really hard so far with my home um, shipping situation to get it overseas. I'm sorry. I don't mean to exclude our wonderful, wonderful listeners in Australia, U.K., Canada, etc., um, but okay, so them's the rules. First, first things first, guys. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, and then if you go, um, first, first things first, you got to subscribe to the show, and then you can get in. You rate and review, and take a caption of that review, and drop it in our Instagram. And the first fifteen people to show us that they did it and show us that love is getting some stuff in the mail. Yeah, subscribe for swag. That's right. Is is this coercion? Is this is this a little crooked? Maybe, but I don't know if it's nah. crooked. I think it's it's just like if 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 people are being incentivized to get fucking vaccines, we can incentivize people to rape and review. Exactly. One hundred percent. But anyways, I was just thinking of a fun, creative way that benefits all of us so that I can uh, get some T-shirts and posters in the mail to y'all. Amazing. And if you've if you've already reviewed, review again. It it, it it's all the same to me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Up, You're update not your review. <laughs> just just maybe your feelings about us have you know grown even more fond since the last time you reviewed <laughs> us. So, um, and then real quick, this was an interesting thing I saw. There was a casting call on Instagram at Casting Queen and Why. She is looking for chefs. Um, basically all across the U.S. who have a plan within these like last six months of 2021 to open 
a restaurant or an eatery of some sort. She is taking applications to cast you for a major network reality television show. Oh, very cool. So I put that on our Instagram and you can follow her on Instagram to see more of the info at Casting Queen and why the link to the application is in her bio and the deadline to apply is July 12th, I believe. So just figure it's worth a shot. If you, someone you know, someone who you think would like that information, spread the word. (laughs) You are the COVID chef. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Uh, I'm going to (laughs) say. You are the COVID chef. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, <laughs> wonderful. Oh my god. So well, let's jump let's jump into some headlines. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Okay. So, guys, I don't know if you saw this on BuzzFeed. This makes me so, so tickled. And I'm not sure if this person who tweeted it is, you know, really an established person or if she just caught viral fame because of her really polarizing statement <laughs> um but there is a twitter user who goes by slick sister and basically she tweeted and put a poll out so she's like had this argument in a gc i don't know what that means i don't know what gc is either a golden corral i'm gonna say maybe that. something like that I, yeah a gift certificate. i don't know get i that's where my restaurant brain goes <laughs> but like in a gc so it, i mean yes maybe i'm trying group to think chat, of a- group chat yeah, in a group chat. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Golden Corral. That's amazing. You are the COVID chef. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Good luck opening your Golden Corral. Uh, but okay. So Slick Sister on, on Twitter says, had this argument in a group chat, but I want to know the truth. Isn't it very tacky for somebody to eat the free bread at a restaurant as soon as you get it? Then she put a poll down. And like almost half a million people voted and almost 94, 98% people said no, no. And 2.7% of this humongous voting number was like, yes, it's tacky to grab bread the minute it hits the table. And it just sparked a lot of emotions and a lot of responses, which kill me. First of all, I'll be the first to say the minute anything hits the table that is zero dollars the rule is jam it in your face jam it right in your face um chips and salsa are just the bread of south america and central america um let's admit it but like i i i think you know and typically these are dropped before your server even greets you let's like sometimes sure you typically are oh yeah you're just like here's your water your buster drops off and here's your bread basket and everybody's just like clawing their way to get into that uh the basket if there's crackers on the table i might start eating them too if there's a little basket of like assorted pepperidge farm uh crackers i might go for those with weird little pats of butter and you're like i accept this as a snack right now yeah i'm like i'm gonna eat this weird butterfly shaped cookie or cracker i don't care but i think it just depends on how hungry you are and absolutely and i you know to me it's like what indicates class you know, not immediately grabbing. Who are you to Who? be the judge? <laughs> I mean, feel free to respond and let us know, you know, because we on the other end of it where we might be the person dropping the bread basket or the free, you know, basket of chips, whatever it is that your restaurant specializes in. Okay, first of all, 
this is like a pacifier for grownups if you especially haven't been able to get to them just yet. It's like you put down that little basket of free food, they're going to shut the fuck up for a good 10 minutes, you know, until you're able to get there. It's like giving baby a pacifier. It's true. It's almost like, you know, it's like you get in trouble for like eating the bread like in Les Mis and then like Javert like haunts you for the rest (laughs) of your life, judging you that you like ate the bread too quickly. Um, that's hilarious. Also, there are so many places and we've talked about this before that people fucking show up because you know, you're going to get something free and you know, it's coming. It's, it's wonderful. And but it's a very personal thing to be like, okay, they dropped it. I have discipline. I'm setting my clock for five minutes. After that five minutes, I'll shove it in my face like everybody else. But I, but, but so, so many of the responses are like, have fun waiting five minutes. There shall be none left. (laughs) There will be. It is a race against time. No bread for you. Um, I I just, it's so funny. The bread is there to eat people. Babies, come on. Let's get life is too short to not enjoy some free fucking bread. Um, I about died to that one person's response was like, this country comes together over almost nothing. And that 90% of America can agree that you grab that bread out of the bread basket Mm -hmm. immediately is the closest Mm -hmm. we've had to unity in this country in at least five years. It's so Uh, amazing. I mean, it's just like, oh my God, what did this guy say? (laughs) He said a hundred, this is when it was only 150,000 votes in versus uh, half a million. He's like 150,000 votes in and it's still 97 to three. Not even the Falcons (laughs) could blow this lead, which is sports specific. Um, Then he said, ain't anything on the planet that 97% of people agree with. You could ask if the Pope is a lizard and get 4% yes. That is incredible. That is so uh, good. But um, you know, feel, give us some bread thoughts. You know, send us a bread story because I did. You know, on the flip side of it, it's more that like I had bread crazy tables, and you right, cannot you like, bring more the bread, bread, more bread, more bread, more bread, and then like they they share two entrees. Like that's a different. That's story. a slightly different beast. And I understand if you're feeling concerned about looking that way. Yes, this is purely an etiquette point of view that's an etiquette point of view right but grabbing that first piece who cares I just know that other people their meal plan you know is like Olive Garden all the free bread I can get and then I'm going to get a bowl of soup okay whatever it's a corporate chain Olive Garden can afford it just leave your server a good tip for God's sake it totally just reminded me of the server submitted story about the woman who would like take all the kale out of her Tuscan soup do you remember that one yes oh yes (laughs) they called her Zupa I think someone wrote in Zupa lady (laughs) Anyways, that was really delightful and funny, um, and it should inspire a lot of feelings between us servers. They're free. Okay, so, Andrea, I don't know if you got to really dive into this next article. I did. It's a okay, lot, great. but yeah. Okay, so here's the best way to explain it. And granted, this is a CBC Canada, so there's a little bit of a British take on it as well. Um, but this article is debunking the way the cost of your wine list and the markups, how they actually work when you are looking at them on the restaurant. So there's two parts to this, which I am like, oh my God, I'm so guilty of this. Uh, When they have a wine list going, 
a lot of people psychologically will quickly look for the cheapest glass of wine and then mm-hmm. decide to go a step above that so as not to choose the cheapest, but a lot mm-hmm. of people naturally choose the second cheapest glass of wine. So instead of um, being the $8 person, you're like, oh, I'll go with your $9 glass of wine. <laughs> That's 100% who I am. I'm like, don't look tacky, BVP. So people in restaurants have taken this psychology and they've made the worst markup. So basically the second cheapest glass or bottle of wine on wine menus is typically the worst one and the cheapest that they've made the biggest markup on. So that's honestly, you're getting a better deal if you get the cheapest (laughs) glass of wine. Exactly. Or they're saying that, you know, then the numbers really skew and that the more expensive a bottle of wine is, the more hard it is to do like an outrageous markup. So you're actually getting a nicer glass of wine, more comparable to the price it would be. So sure. it's, it's a better deal to just, to, so they're like, <laughs> if you're out, get the cheapest or go into the higher range because it's the middle ground that you're getting like trash wine marked up 300%. It would make sense that like the higher end stuff is like more comparable because I, I mean, I I would like to think that people who are ordering like a $200 bottle of wine, like know that that's fine, you know? Right. Because we, we know when we're at, a restaurant, when I see on the menu that it's grocery store slash 7-Eleven wine, right. first, of, first of all, I don't order it, you know? No. I'm just like, let's let's not do that here because it feels embarrassing to get a $12 glass of Apothic when the whole bottle is $9 at your local 7-Eleven. I'm not right. saying that because I know it. Um, <laughs> but, so, and I mean, we all know this in the restaurant industry that like, Obviously, people who have beer, wine, and liquor licenses, the markups are outrageous so that they can make a ton of money because food costs so much. Absolutely. You know, but I do think this is like a hilarious insight into like, I'm just going to keep being a cheap bitch, I guess. And it's not, it's not even that. It's not that you're being cheap. It's just like, it's so funny that this is like how they get you. I I, I just vote. It, it reminds me of my days in Italy. No, not really. But like there you just order the house one and it's the best one you'll ever have. And Absolutely. it's so fucking cheap. And it, they right. just pour it out of a jug into a bottle and they're like, here's a liter. Here's a half liter. Like it's, it's you know, can't we just have those days? Yeah, I, I do miss it. You know, in my uh, in my Buca de Beppo days. Oh, um, hold, okay. hold for dinks. Oh, hold for very dinks. loud. We had we had what we called crap on tap, um, which was basically um, like a five liter bag of wine. So instead of like a Franzia, like a regular bag, it was a bag of wine that would then be like in the keg room nice. and attached there and come in. And we would refill the bottles there. And those were the most affordable and yet probably the worst on your digestive system. But you could order you could order a three liter to five liter bottle of it and tables would get a five liter of it and fucking take it down. And if they didn't take it down, they would just be like, well, it was probably cheaper for us to get all of this than like bottles of ABC. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> that immediately makes my head hurt. But um, cheap, cheap wine and bread baskets really do have my buka days going in my brain right seriously, now. Seriously, I you know, and and it's I have to say it's been it's been so lovely to be back out there also just dining and 
hogging on a bread basket. I know. Speaking of, uh, I finally took my parents to the smokehouse on their last night. (gasps) Did you guys go? Oh, Oh my God. We went. So it's this old school steakhouse in Burbank that's just trapped in time. It's about 100 years old. Red vinyl, you know, half moon booths, a lot of movie posters and headshots of famous people, the whole thing. But they are famous for their cheesy garlic bread. It's the garlic bread. You can hear me geek out on that garlic bread on Smart Mouth Podcast, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Our friend mm-hmm. Catherine Spires, please, we, we've touted how much we love her podcast, Smart Mouth. And Andrea and I have both been on episodes as well as tons of notable people. Shout out to Catherine. Um, but yeah, it was a moment where... They know what's up. They come to the table and before they even ask for any order, they go, should I get some garlic bread started? And you're like, yes, a full (laughs) order now. That's what you play. You're like, hmm, hmm, do we? Hmm. Yes. Full order for the win. Now, granted, you are paying for this. So I also feel like when you pay for it, you're allowed to eat it twice as fast like a little monster. Oh, my God. It's, it's crack. It's so yeah. good. So good. Anyway. And I have recreated it at home, as you have tasted. And I think I do a pretty darn good Andrea, job. Andrea, it's fucking spot on. Mm-hmm. It's spot on. <laughs> Thank you. Dare I Thank say. Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, all all the bread and wine in the restaurant feels. It's It's been so fun to be back out there and tipping the shit out of servers and and Oh, my God. And, and, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, so this last story, which I <laughs> I like. So headline coming out of Chicago, man outraged over $100 minimum at River North restaurants. But many restaurants are holding on to such rules. So essentially, a guy makes a reservation at a fancy steakhouse downtown Chicago and is outraged to find that in order to be able to dine there, they're requiring a minimum of $100 per person to be spent. Um, he then says, no, I would never in a million years. How dare you give me a minimum and a cap? And so what we're finding out now is that like restaurants, not only in Chicago, but all over the country are doing this. Um, not only that, we've got reservation uh, holds and minimums like $10 a person up to $50 a person is very normal. Um, coming from a service industry where time is fucking money mm-hmm. and and it and it is for servers as well. You know, kind of like me going into the spa world. If if, if somebody cancels last minute on me, you, that is, you're essentially working off commission as a server, obviously. Yeah. No one yeah. says commission. They say tips, but it's commission, you know? So you're losing out on this potential money. Yes, is can someone fill the gap? Possibly. But in a world where things are so tight post-COVID, these restaurants have to be able to make up for losses in some way. Now, I don't know where that money is going to as far as like restaurants, you know, charging if you're not showing up for your reservation. But I think the same goes with like, you know, in order to dine here and have this experience, you have to spend this minimum. I think. Who fucking just don't go to the restaurant. Don't go to the restaurant. That's fine. But to me, it's like, okay, clearly a hundred dollar minimum per person is not going to be your norm for many restaurants. But if we're talking Mm -hmm. about a steakhouse in River North, right? You're going to do it. It's going to be it. Well, and his big his big sticking point, too, was like, I mean, I was planning on spending two hundred and fifty (laughs) dollars and then got 
you know what I'm saying? So it's in the wheelhouse of how much they were going to spend, but people get very, very upset when the, you know, like, oh, it's just everything is psychology right now with customers and restaurants because people just get very incensed and outraged when it's like, if they didn't have that standard, you probably would have gone anyways and probably spent $350 without blinking. But because they're imposing a minimum, people get very uppity, but you're sitting here going like, so you each would have probably per person hit 85 or 90. You haven't been to this steakhouse in 15 months and this would help them remain open and it helps them continue to be a business like fucking get over yourself you know I'm surprised you've got that kind of money you can you can bump it up a little bit you know and think about you know with 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 open table and the reservation site so if you're making reservations through there they're saying they're basically going to flag people who are repeat no-shows which is interesting 28% of Americans were no-shows in the past year you know I get it like you have to cancel last minute but I think it's like I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. And I think restaurants were doing this before, depending on where you're dining. Right. I mean, if it's a high-end, like, very coveted spot to get into, I'm sure this was already happening. Um, Eleni Oyster and Silver Lake, definitely, if you wanted to eat inside, upstairs at the bar, before they were fully, uh, you know, a- well, they were able to have inside dining, but they chose not to do it for mm-hmm. a while. But if you wanted to eat inside and make a special reservation, the minimum requirement was $75 per person just for them to be able to have that open for you. 100%. And and I just, you just, it's very silly to be that way, especially if you are someone who has at least two drinks because it adds up so fast before you even get to an entree. I mean, I'm not Mm -hmm. always thrown down that way, but even our dinner with our friend for a bunch of ladies, I, I kind of couldn't believe it with the tip and everything. It came out to 120 and plus for each of us per head, but we were just like, screw it. This is a special occasion. Yeah, we, we were done wild. This. We went yeah. wild and I haven't done it in so long. And now don't get me wrong. That is not my normal price point uh, no. as an individual. But yes. you know what? Again, like, They've had a rough year. That waiter definitely walked out like with half of his rent money and tips from. <laughs> oh my god! Right, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just would say, you know, everyone just need everyone. Period. And this has been the point of this podcast from day one: is as customers, get yourself more educated. Help get your friends educated. If you don't work in service industry but are loving our podcast and are some of the sweet people who say, I've learned so much, I do things differently, I tip better. If you've got those friends at the table with you who also don't get it, this stuff is really important to explain because you don't have little crying fits when you say you go to like a comedy club or theater where people wait on you. Of course you have to have a minimum. Why would a waiter Mm -hmm. even have a job if mm-hmm. there was nothing for them to be tipped on. You yeah, know? and at the same time, it's like if you make reservations to go see a comedy show and like then you no show, you're still getting charged for the tickets. Like them's the rules. You exactly. Know? Exactly. So it's like I know it, you know, all this stuff is very emotional, but in this sense, we need to be more logical and think about how these businesses even exist, which has no one's ever given a shit or thought about it up until the pandemic. So hopefully. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, having minimums like this, at least a deposit, while some people aren't charging like, you know, a per person, but some still people are still charging like a deposit to like hold the table. 
if you eat that in a world where like living wages are going up, 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 this is just helping to incentivize to continue that and keep that and build that. I hope. I yeah. fucking hope. And I, if I, you know, if I put down a deposit for a dinner, we're going. We're not missing <laughs> it. I'm not going to lose out on my deposit, guys. I don't care how bad your menstrual cramps are. Um, fucking suffer through it, Andrea. We have this conversation like every two weeks. <laughs> I my cycle's off. Oh, so sorry. Okay. Well, those were, I don't know. Those, those were some specifically really tasty headlines this time around. <laughs> um, and uh, so for the remainder of the show, you guys, we are just putting on our Get- emotional sweatpants, you know? Uh, we're just going to do a really fun collection of server submitted stories. stories. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's a server submitted episode. We haven't done one in so long. We haven't. Uh, It's nice just to like not. It's nice just to read stories, guys. I'm going to say it. It's very nice. Very easy on the brain. We don't have to dissect too much. I already did so much heavy lifting with those headlines. You know, we had very mm-hmm. intelligent conversation mm-hmm. already. Abs- I'm done. Yeah, for sure. I'm Absolutely. done, you know. But uh, it's <laughs> I, I did want to say that so a few of the server submitted stories are brand new. And then the back two are kind of these epic stories that have only ever been shared on our Patreon so we cherry picked two specifically from different episodes over the past um, seven or eight that we've done because we're like, these need to be heard and experienced. And so we'll be closing out uh, our server submitted stories with the infamous uh, Applebee's manager from North Carolina. But shall we get into our first one? Please. Okay. Hello, Brooke and Andrea. I started working at a bakery during COVID, which was crazy in and of itself. And while I loved your bakery episode, I didn't really have any crazy story I could think of to write in. Until now. (laughs) Having worked there through the major holiday seasons, I knew that holidays were insane even during a global pandemic. But for some reason, I thought Mother's Day would be less hectic or that people would be in better spirits since food isn't like at such because food isn't such an expectation like at Thanksgiving or Christmas. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) I was going to say, yes, it is. It's very expected. Anyways, this bakery is fairly well known. Won't name names since I'm still employed at this fine establishment. So even on a regular old weekend, there's typically a line down the block. 
Of course, that line doubled on Mother's Day. A long wait for some fairly stale cupcakes, if you ask me, but to each their own, I guess. Okay, now, while we offer a wide variety of stomachache-inducing treats, nothing gets people quite as bananas as our banana pudding. See what I did there? I do. (laughs) I I see. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's usually the first thing to go. On Mother's Day, we ran out of banana pudding around 2.30 p.m. So one lucky employee had to go out and announce to the entire line that we were out of the thing they'd most likely been waiting 40 minutes for. You can guess who that lucky employee was. So I went out and using my actor's projection, I announced that I'm sorry, but we are out of banana pudding. The king decrees no more banana pudding. Okay. So on a usual day, this is met with a couple of groans, maybe someone asking about the availability of another product. But did I mention this was Mother's Day? The entire line down the block proceeded to boo me. Boo (laughs) her. Like it's a fucking sports game. Okay. One man even took it upon himself to yell, you ruined Mother's Day. Completely (laughs) seriously. Oh, God. What all these people didn't know was that I had lost my mom to cancer just a year and a half ago and that this was only my second Mother's Day without her. So, of course, I was an emotional wreck the remainder of the day. All this to say, treat your waitstaff and counterstaff kindly because you don't know their story or what they're going through. I love the podcast and started listening even before I started working at the bakery and feel like it really prepared me for what was to come. Thank you guys for providing some much needed humor in my life the past year and a half. I always knew if I could make it through to Friday, oh, you would give me something to laugh about. Oh my God. Godspeed and great tips. Now that's what these server submitted stories are all about. Oh, my God. This is amazing. And first and foremost, you know, I wrote back, like, we're so sorry about your loss. And it's so hard to navigate this holiday, Mother's and Father's Day. Any holiday that was really special between you and a parent. And they're no longer there. So Or not special at all, you know. Sure, just just not having them is, you know, it's painful. And then to have a line of people who probably take their mothers for granted booing you. Not a nice feeling. I mean, it's an it's an incredible story, though. I'm I certainly hope that, that that this person just is laughing so much about it. I certainly would be. I'd be like, okay, oh great, maybe la- you should have gotten up in line earlier to get your fucking banana pudding. You're a that's what, you're a bad you're son. A bad, you're a you're, bad. You're a bad. You're a bad son. Bad kid. Sorry. It's almost it's almost three p.m. and you're just getting together. Just, like, Right? Mother's Day starts at like 9 a.m. for some unexplicable right? reason. You Mom know? wants to fucking brunch. You're running late at the back of the line. Like, you actually ruined Mother's Day. You <laughs> exactly. projecting your shit onto these lovely bakery employees. Exactly. You're projecting <laughs> your frustration with your relationship with your mother onto someone who has no control over yeah, the it, amount of banana pudding. Okay. It's anyway. not the banana pudding, Scott. It's, it's you. It's not about the pudding. 
Oh, God. It's your fault. Next story. Um, Hi, ladies. Thank you, as always, for giving us something to listen to that is both entertaining and lets us know we're not alone here in the industry circus. I've seen a lot lately, especially since most restrictions have lifted. What I'm about to tell you made me really happy, though, and I wanted to share the laughs. I had a table a few weeks ago from out of town. They said they'd been bar hopping, checking out different places in Chicago, and they had just learned what the Chicago hand job was and wanted to order one at every place they stopped. I don't know what it is, and I've lived there for 13 years. Now, um, I'm sure... Hold on, hold on. But the, the title of the email, I should have included it, was the Chicago Handshake. Oh, but then they wrote hand job in the... I've, hold I mean, on, I've you'll find out title. why. Oh, okay. no, I'm... I'm Okay. Um, now, I'm not sure if they made the mistake or their first bartender was, was messing with them, but I decided it wasn't going to stop with me. I got them a round of old style and Malort and sent them on their way to their next bar to ask for another Chicago hand job. Godspeed and good tips, Nicole. Oh, my God. So clearly the old style and the Malort is called the Chicago handshake. Right. And these people... I think a bartender was like, Had oh, you guys are messed with them. Was totally said, fucking messing with them. And was like, oh, you guys are in from out of town. You got to ask for a Chicago hand job. I also haven't heard of the Chicago handshake, but I guess I never hung out at bars like that as a bartender. I mean, I just had a boss who would like purposely as a joke be like get them get them could i get you a free shot and then give them a free shot of my lord just to see the looks on their faces when they drank it oh god i know it truly is it's like you're kind of drinking the slot bucket of alcohol right there. Yeah, if you guys don't know what Malort is, it's basically like a super medicinal. If you like Fernet, if you're a Fernet person, you might like it. You, It's not as like, it doesn't have that like menthol-y, Fernet-y situation going on. It's just very, very, very bitter and like not in a good way. I don't know. It's But it's 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 a straight Chicago thing. Um, I don't even know how to describe it other than that, but it it, it tastes horrible. But yeah, and fucking love it here. And then washing it down with an old style, I'm like, I can taste. Well, you have that to have something to wash it down with. Something. <laughs> Good God! I used to chase it with orange juice. Was how they taught me at the Green Mill. They would oh. be like, chase it with orange juice, so you don't get the bitter aftertaste, and they would set it up that way. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. There's some tips for any tourist. Don't accept a Chicago hand job. Or if you do have one, ask <laughs> ask for an orange juice chaser. You heard it here first. But that was from Nicole. Thank you so much for writing in. That's amazing. Doors closing. Lasalle is next. Doors open on the left. And okay, this one's amazing. Hello, ladies. I stumbled across side work after hearing a plug for your show on last podcast on the left. And I've been hooked ever since. As a fellow bartender, server, expediter, host, front of house mercenary, listening to your podcast never fails to make me laugh and reassure me that I'm in good company in our family forged in the weeds. Wow, that is so true. Poetic. Bound by an apron, forged in the weeds. (laughs) Um, I saw your Instagram post about the risotto recovery, you know, when we were doing um, coming clean things, which we're Mm -hmm. still accepting. So this guy's Mm -hmm. doing it. He sent us a coming clean story. Okay, And I flashed back to one of the wildest things I've witnessed in my near decade of restaurant work. Oh, diners, buckle up. Okay, I work for a numerically named pub chain in the Northeast, mostly focused in New England. 
trying to think. Nothing's I, coming. I have no idea. Like, like, okay. I started as a host and over the years worked my way up to working every front of house position short of managing. Though I have pretended to be a manager to deal with difficult customers. Very nice. I just love the visual of being the server. You go in the bathroom, put on a mustache, and you're like, I'm sorry, can I help you? <laughs> but you're also their server, so it's just you it, and a mustache. Exactly. <laughs> In my days as a host, I was helping a server bust their table. And as I was scraping a plate, a friend of mine who was working in the dish room looked at me (laughs) with a shell-shocked blank stare. I asked him what happened, and he said, you just missed it. Redacted name, just power washed a cheeseburger. (laughs) Apparently a (laughs) certain... Hold on. Okay. So that... Okay. (laughs) Okay. Right. They're not going to say the cook's name. Okay. But this cook just power washed a cheeseburger and this guy just missed it. Okay. So apparently a server rang in a cheeseburger when they really needed a plain hamburger and didn't catch their mistake until it was plated and ready to go. The broiler cook at the time had a very short fuse and a habit of not thinking when he was pissed. In his fury, he ripped the burger from the bun and (laughs) carried it out to the dish room, shoved the dishwasher aside, and proceeded to to blast the cheese off the burger with the power washer. Fucking diva! He said, he said nothing as he sprayed the back wall with gross water and flecks of semi-solid American cheese. He he then took the burger back to the line, warmed it up on the grill and slapped it back on the bun before whipping it back at the server. As far as I know, that burger was served and I didn't hear anything more about it. Thanks for doing your side work. It makes the restaurant grind a lot easier knowing we're all in this madness together. Godspeed and good tips, Steve. Oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, I'm picturing this line cook right now. I mean, I'm yeah. just, I'm like, yeah, I know who this guy is. For sort sure. of like Chris, Chris Maloney in Wet Hot Summer, you know? Just- yeah, the one that's like grumpy until you like go to a party you like drink with him and then he like warms up that way and then maybe he's cool but I'm just like oh come on I know Ugh, I- lines are so full of like enabled like hurt young man I mirror, know. Mirror. I know and there's you know the kitchen is the only language they can speak and it's fine they're, they're not gonna do well out in that real world fucking cheese on a fucking burger that fucking does it it's my last day <laughs> I fucking take it, it so personally all the time Move oh, over, Diego. That's so you know? good. That's so good. I just um, love. We should I have need... Drew recreate that. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! We'll we'll let Drew Talbert. He needs to hear some of these stories. I you know because I'm like I've seen it many times where it's just like, <sighs> I mean this was anger to an nth degree because we all know that we've seen the line cook take the cheese off and give it like an annoying little scrub, especially if it's a dairy allergy there, you know, if it's just someone who's picky, they'll be a little shittier about it. But I've like, I've seen the cheese ripped off what was supposed to be a plain hamburger. This is a whole new level of satisfying aggression, (laughs) which I'm like, Oh fuck. I want to, I kind of want it. Next time I'm really angry. I'm going to power wash something. Yeah, just to see it happen in front of your eyes. I'm sure it's kind of like cutting in a way, you know? You just see it all happen and you feel better about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the visual of it. It's very soothing. 
But I fuck that, that. That then like the fucking dish pits like covered in cheese. Not cool, bro. You know, I know. <laughs> the, like a lot of the dish pit guys keep a very, very clean station. So that was disrespectful. Uh, anyway, great story, Steve. <sighs> Thank you so much for sending it. Anybody else? I love this. I love these stories. Like Keep uh, them coming. <laughs> what happened over the fourth? What kind of fucking shenanigans did you see? Were you busy? Was it dead? What happened? All right, guys, we're going into our two Applebee's manager stories. These are epic. If you have heard these before on the Patreon, amazing. You guys got the first taste, but here we're diving back in for all of you to enjoy. First story. Hi, it's your friendly neighborhood lifer from North Carolina again, this time with a trip down memory lane from my Applebee's manager days. This does include gun violence and a stabbing, so heads up. (laughs) I was a two-year manager at Applebee's in Cary, North Carolina which was the second Applebee's to be built in North Carolina in 1978. It was no surprise when they closed it and moved me to the Six Forks location, which was on the corner of Gunshots and Stabby Boulevard. A winky face. (laughs) It was the urban-centric store and was also within stumbling distance of a well-known problem area called City Limit Saloon, a three-level bar-attainment complex with an 80s club upstairs, a regular bar in the middle, and a mechanical bull country bar on the bottom floor. (laughs) So imagine the type of drunk to get kicked out of that place for being too much of an ass. And that's the majority of our clientele. (laughs) Taking a breath. It was during a lunch shift that one of the waitresses in the high top section overheard a guest chatting about their boyfriend. Boyfriend? Boyfriend. (laughs) It turns out she was dating the same person, and instead of handling that information like an adult, she picked up one of the heavy dinner forks that Applebee's used (laughs) and used to use in the 2000s and stabbed the lady's hand hard enough to pin it to the table. Jesus, I love this story so much. I can't take it. It happened so quickly. (laughs) Jesus, you don't see that coming. It was hard to manage the situation with anything other than off the top of your head, problem solving skills, vital to serving any shift at this particular location. I called 911 and explained the situation calmly on the way to the table to give the woman a clean dish towel to apply pressure to stop the bleeding. The server saw me coming and yelled, I'll be in the office. And And walked into the kitchen towards the manager's office, which had no lock, but I was still in too much of a panic to care. The paramedics arrived along with a trio of local cops. For whatever reason, even though the tremendous pain she was in kept yelling at the officers that she did not want to press charges. She was yelling it to make her voice heard over the sound of the cordless saw cutting the section of the table away that her hand was pinned to so there would be minimal nerve damage. Jesus. Once things were under control, the officers said they would leave it up to me to handle the server since the woman was so adamant about not pressing charges. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Also, let's backtrack to... 
I just stabbed a customer's hand to the table, and you're like, "I'll be in the office." I, I, I get it. I might lose a I might lose a Saturday shift. Can you this imagine week. what like she's hearing in the office? Like, meanwhile, like, oh my god. Oh, press charges. Um, I know that sounds unreal, but the division of the police department that was in charge of our area is a whole different set of stories. But don't worry, their ineptitude comes into play at the end. Back in the office, I told her she was fired, and she told me not to worry about it. That bitch, her word, not mine, shot me last <laughs> month. She's going to be fine. Wow. I told her to leave, and she began to threaten me like she was saying her boyfriend is a gang member, and I better watch my back. I ignored it. It wasn't the first time that the threat had been used against me by someone there, so I was used to it. One of the larger kitchen workers somehow got her to calm down and follow him outside, and I went back to damage control. Later that night, with four deposit bags tucked under my arm to deposit, I heard squealing tires as a black Honda with tinted windows slides into the parking lot. The back driver's side window slides open with what looks like a rusted-out twenty-two target pistol appeared and fired three shots one went into the bumper of my car, the other two into the tree to my left, and they were gone. Jesus. It was like a stormtrooper drive-by with worse aim. <laughs> Tip of the hat it's, to my fellow seriously, nerds. The, the fact that stormtroopers storm never hit anything. Never, never, never. never. Okay. Um, I called the police for the second time and <laughs> waited for an officer to arrive. Oh, my God. 30 minutes later, an officer arrived to take my statement. When I was done, he asked if I happened to get a license plate number. When I said no to his immediate response, oh, when I said no, his immediate response was, man, it would have been a whole lot easier if you had. <laughs> Losing my temper and being the snarky smartass I was back then, I yelled, I'm sorry, I was too busy getting shot at. <laughs> I threw the deposit bags onto my passenger seat Asked if I was needed for anything else, to which he answered with a dismissive wave. So I left to drop the deposit bags in the night box and went home to get high until I blacked out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hope this has been as fun for you to read as it is for me to write. Godspeed. Good tips. Anonymous. Oh, boy. I mean, that is a Hall of Fame server submitted story. Absolutely, It is. I want to start, and you know, we'll have to ask, but I, I want to recreate these. I want this, to do like right. an Unsolved Mysteries version of server-submitted stories. Andrea, <laughs> fucking, like, brain, I was just saying, like, I mean, there are all these shows, don't get me wrong, I've been on one or two of them myself, where basically um, they use sketch comedy to reenact a comedian's jokes. I mean, those are, mm-hmm. like, super popular mm-hmm. shows, and it's just, like, how is there not a server specific rest- some amazingly bad wig reenactment situation? One hundred percent. I mean, I I know that right now our resource is Drew Talbert. You know, he's he's the guy. But you know, it's like it would be really fun to take the actual submissions and you know cast oh, yeah. them and do some pretty fucking funny stuff so so just know you guys send us a fresh batch of server submitted stories and with your permission we'll turn that shit into some movie magic we're just we're okay this is going into like this is going into <laughs> our um 
Oh my God, this is going into our treatment. Okay. Yeah. Just note to you. And it's me, just, it's just segment. another, it's just another stack on the pile of brilliance we create for you all the time, guys. Get ready. We're, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna knock on some doors and try and get some TV made. I'm not kidding. I mean, that's how you do it here in Hollywood. You knock on the doors and then you run into the bushes. Um, you know, well, it, speaking it, it, of, speaking of the bushes, I've got another story from the same anonymous Applebee's Again, we're, we're brilliant with segues as well. So <laughs> guys, let us host a TV show. Thank you. Okay. So, and we're going to end the episode with this one. Um, here we go. Saturday night, 10.30 p.m. And I'm in the weeds as usual, doing the dance we've all done when you're short-staffed and wearing multiple hats, starring in a weird one-man vaudeville show called <laughs> The Restaurant Manager. <laughs> I was mainly working the to-go station since both of the girls scheduled had a synced up emotional breakdown around 8.30 p.m. and just walked out on me. Oh, so good. I had one server who agreed to clock back in as the to-go person when her shift was over to help me manage things as best we could. It was on her way out after being beyond a trooper that even more chaos started. Okay, got it. So this person was just like really, really helpful. And then the night got even crazier. Oh, boy, oh, boy. She went out the to-go door, then immediately re-entered and started rocking on her heels and staring off into the distance in a very familiar PTSD way. She looked like she couldn't find words, then finally put a sentence together. There's some white dude in the bushes. And the next <laughs> sentence, delivered with no change in tone or demeanor, I think he did, yo. This was a server that rarely relied on the slang style English she grew up with as a first language, so I immediately stopped what I was doing and went outside. Sure enough, there's a pair of ratty 90s, 1990s blue colored Wrangler covered legs sticking out of the small group of edges <laughs> by the to-go door. Now let's let's remember uh, the, the bartainment complex that's next door. Right, that right. Was on the corner of 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 Stabby and, and Shooty and Stabby. Shooty yeah. and Stabby <laughs> Boulevard. Okay, on quick inspection, I noticed three things right away. A number of different color papered wristbands on his right arm. An overpowering smell of ammonia and a mix of clothing and accessories that screamed creepy old biker dude. Best guess, this asshole started on the bottom floor of City Limits, which we just mentioned. City Limits saloon down the street, drank his way up to the third floor, showed his ass and got kicked out. <laughs> Too drunk to operate a motorcycle more than a few feet, he stumbled towards the only other lights within beer goggles vision distance and made it as far as the hedges by our to-go door. Not seeing any movement from his gravel-stained leather biker vest, I put on a pair of gloves, supported his head and neck, and rolled him over to assess consciousness or at the very least prevent him from taking the rock star way out. He didn't respond to my voice, being moved or being touched, and there was no fog on my phone screen when I held it under his nose. I called 911 and started prepping to do CPR. I stepped up to get a good stretch in before preparing to kneel down next to a drunk stranger for a good chunk of time. Still on the phone with 911, speakerphone option is enabled for hands-free purposes. The operator said, do you need police dispatched also? Well, those words worked like a defibrillator operated by God to zap this dude to life long enough to yell out, no fucking cops. 
<laughs> then sink his teeth into the exposed flesh of my leg, accessible between my shoes and the hemline of my khakis, which had run up my leg from bending and standing so quickly. I managed to kick him off my leg, and he responded by projectile vomiting into the man-shaped dent he had made in the hedges, and then passed back out in his own sick. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> the- this story gets better every time I read it. <laughs> <laughs> the operator asked what just happened, and I responded with, fucker just bit my leg! That's it! I'm done. Send whoever you want. I'm going to the ER to get all the shots. You need me? Come find me. So, I opened the I opened the to-go door enough to throw my keys to Alejandro, my go-to man in the kitchen. Policia, he asked as he caught them midair. <laughs> I nodded and gave him enough eye contact to communicate the situation in a way that only servers can understand. Another nod and something yelled in Spanish to the rest of the back of house that I'm guess, guessing translated into cops on the way if you get priors, clock out, and get out. <laughs> I got in my car and drove to the Rex Hospital, which must be the local one. Uh, Rex Hospital Complex and parked by the ER entrance. My phone was blowing up, but I ignored it and went inside to explain what had happened to the check-in nurse. Three hours later, covered in Band-Aids and with a very sore ass, I went, oh, because he got a bunch of Tet- probably rabies yeah. and tetanus shots. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oof. I went back to my car to go through my phone. The usual, what the hell happened text? And did you just quit? Overloaded the little bit of sanity I had left. And just decided to call my um, district manager directly. It was a short conversation. And he assured me my job was still there if I wanted it. And to just go home and rest. And he would take care of a statement or any other police follow-up if needed. Just go home, sleep it off, and see me tomorrow. I went back to work the next day. And nothing was said about the previous night's incident. Just a lack of small talk from the AM crew. and Maybe a weird vibe (laughs) for all that. (laughs) Eventually blew over by the end of lunch. No idea what happened to that drunk biker dude, and it was never talked about again. (laughs) Thankfully, I didn't get rabies or a myriad of other diseases from the bite and only needed a butterfly bandage and no stitches. Godspeed and good tips if you're from North Carolina. Join ncnorml.org. He's normalizing marijuana use in Legalize it. Legalize it. He says, thanks for all the great work you do. And I'll send more stories soon. Anonymous. Oh, God. Brian, insert standing ovation. Yes. (laughs) We have a few more I have to go in and dig out. And also, you know who you are. You include your name every once in a while, but we keep you anonymous. If you got more, send them. We absolutely love your writing and we love the antics that you unfortunately had to suffer. But oh man. <sighs> well, that's, that's it. That was it, you guys. Another super fun server submitted episode. I love server submitted episodes uh, so much. Still managed to fill in a whole hour of fun with all the amazing antics, um, shenanigans, insanity, goodness, little, badness, sadness little, yeah. that you guys send our way. Yeah. Heartbreak, inspiring stuff. We love it all. And please feel feel inspired to send stories if you want that are a little more like an essay, as long as you know you know what you're doing and feel confident writing it. We love it. And also, like we said, the shorter option, we are loving the coming clean. It can be like a paragraph and we will read it if that feels more manageable to you.
So we are going to get back into some really awesome topics to round out your summer. We just needed a breather after, uh, woo, oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did so much with friends and family. Um, yeah, it's a lot. I'm just like realizing I have like guests coming all summer. So yeah, yeah I, I'll get it. It's fine. I'll get my calluses built up, you know. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to handle life uh, a lot more soberly, which which I feel good about. It feels it feels good so far. So we need shh. All right. So, what sh- <laughs> oh, lastly, I'm going to say um, poor Indiana went so hard. The hardest he has gone in so long, having the best day of his life around the pool. He's basically just been like limping around ever since. Totally fine. I've been pushing and prodding the little dude the whole time. and been like, is something broken or sprained or and he's like, I'm not yelping or wincing. I'm just going to like limp around because I'm a 12 year old man. Who uh who who ran around for seven hours straight? It's, I'm sorry. It is a metaphor for how we all are coming out of pandemic, you know, coming out of lockdown and getting our party on. Like I found out I'm a little creakier and crankier, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. have the stamina. I don't have the stamina. Yeah. And let's be honest, we're also a lot older. <laughs> a I, lot of time has passed. Yeah, but you know, us uh, dogs, everybody's feeling it. Is all I'm saying. I know. God bless <laughs> but- them. Be safe out there, you guys. And you know what we say at the end of uh, every episode? Uh, first of all, we say feel free to send those stories to sideworkpod at gmail.com and Godspeed. And good tips, guys. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>